CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. What happens after a romance scam victim realizes that their online love is a sham? Well, it turns out the scammers keep coming back for more. In a hidden camera investigation, we follow the trail of what appeared to be an international crime syndicate that targets victims for a second time. We're in Pennsylvania, driving to meet a man who portrays himself as a good Samaritan. Hello? Good morning, Ron. He thinks I'm a victim of a romance scam and says he knows how to get my money back. It's about a three-hour drive for me, so I was thinking 10. Okay. Does that work for you? Yeah, okay. I can be there, no problem. That will work out fine for me, 10 o'clock. Okay. Just make sure you talk to the proper people. Okay. What Ron doesn't know is that we've discovered he has a link to what appears to be an international crime ring with tentacles that reach across Ghana, the United States, and Canada. Ron? Ron? Hey. We met before COVID shut the border. Good, I'm glad to meet you. Yeah, it's a strange Isn't it situation bad? that we find ourselves in. But hey, if I can help you out, that's what I'm interested in doing. And I know what you're going through. Ron is an American who's being used by scammers in Ghana. His job? To convince romance scam victims that they can recoup the money they lost to online fraudsters. One of those victims is Wendy Dickel. The retired Ottawa school bus driver was at a vulnerable time in her life when she thought she had found love online. It took a while to adjust the fact that I was a widow. Life for Wendy has been hard. She was mourning the death of her husband from cancer when another tragedy struck. Three months later, I lost my dad, so it was like a continuous vicious cycle. Five years later, she was finally ready to venture into the world of online dating. It didn't take long for Wendy to connect with a man claiming to be a Canadian soldier. He showered her with the kind of love she hadn't felt in years. And she believed him when he said he couldn't meet or even video chat because he was on a covert mission overseas. He was a very good sweet talker, telling me, I love you. You were getting text messages. He was contacting you how many times in a day? Um, probably about 10 to 15. So he was really bombarding you with the love? Yes. I felt very special. Every text, email, and photograph made Wendy fall more and more in love. She had never felt more cherished. When did he start asking you for help? About a month later, 5,000, 25,000. Money Sebastian says he needed for a never-ending renovation of a farm he claimed to own in South Africa. I kept saying, fine, I'll help you out, because I thought, yes, I'm falling for you. Wendy was blindsided by love, believing she was investing in her future with Sebastian. By the time it was all over, she had sent the man of her dreams, the man she thought she'd spend the rest of her life with, $300,000. I was like a puppet to him for the money, and he was the one that was pulling the strings. 
Wendy's banks became so concerned about the vast quantities of money she was transferring that they flagged her as a possible fraud victim and refused to let her send any more. I had mentioned that I was being investigated by the fraud department, and he thought that was crazy because it was legit money. Two separate banks shut down your account saying, Wendy, you're being defrauded by a con artist. And you said, no, I'm not. I didn't think he was a con artist because I've never been conned. So this was like, no, no, there's no way. I couldn't accept the fact that he was fraud because here he is wooing me and making me feel special and loved. With Wendy no longer able to send money through the bank, Sebastian came up with a plan. As crazy as it sounds to Wendy now, she agreed to do this. Stuff laptops with cash and send them across the border to addresses in the U.S. Sending that money didn't bother you? Because it bothered me a little bit because, you know, it's my life savings, but I really thought I was helping out the men that I loved. You're wiring money, you're hiding it in computers and sending it, but they are also coming to you here in the Ottawa area to get their money. Yes. Yes, he told me, we'll have someone come and pick up the money, you'll meet them at a certain spot, and you'll hand them over in an envelope to them. Wendy followed the instructions and drove to a strip mall near her home in Ottawa. When I got to the plaza, I was texting back to Sebastian. He said, when he comes, his name will be Michael, and he'll say, hi, I'm Michael. I'm here to pick up an envelope for Sebastian. And that's exactly what he said. Despite the warnings from the banks, Wendy handed over thousands of dollars to a complete stranger. Whenever Wendy expressed doubts about these bizarre ways of sending money, Sebastian would lay it on thick, promising to come home to her. They counted the minutes until his return to Ottawa, where they planned to meet for the first time. You believe that the man that you love, that you've sent hundreds of thousands of dollars to, is on his way home to be with you? Yes. It was the day Wendy had been waiting for. After months of corresponding with Sebastian, they were at last going to see each other. He told me to wear something nice and put on makeup for him, I mean, which I never wear, but I did it for him. And I felt like very radiant and very special. And you're waiting? I'm waiting. I waited for about an hour. And then I thought, he must have missed his flight. When I realized that he wasn't coming, I got into my car and I just sat there and I started to cry. Yeah, my heart was broken because I trusted someone. And they broke that trust. It finally sunk in. Wendy's online love affair was a complete fraud. And you realize not only were you out $300,000, but the man that you thought you were gonna be spending your life with was a fake. What does that do to you? Emotionally, it drained me. I just stayed in bed, um, didn't wanna to talk to anyone because I felt so humiliated. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm never getting this money back. He's not real. Something has to be done. Wendy has saved every piece of evidence from the scam. You flagged I every flagged. bank account that you sent money to. Yeah, and other people. Every address that you've sent money to. Yeah. These papers represent four months of lies and $300,000 gone. Yes, it's called my scam bible. You call this your scam bible? Yes. I 
printed out every single day everything that he said to me. Wendy is trying to move on with her life, but she can't because one year later, she is being bombarded with phone calls and emails from people promising that they can get her money back. So I was getting these phone numbers, these long digit phone numbers, and basically was saying that we are here to help you, but you have to send us money to help with, with your file. These guys are now trying to get you a double time. You're on a, you're on a sucker's list. Oh, definitely. Are you okay if we take over your accounts and stay in touch as you to find out how far we can get with them? Definitely. Um, if it means catching these people and bringing them to justice, go for it. And so our investigation takes us south of the border to meet up with Ron in Pennsylvania. Coming up. I wanted to climb through the camera and strangle him. Brazen con artists and their elaborate fraud. I work for the government and I do part-time work for the UN. When W5 continues. Wendy Dickel is a victim of one of the largest types of fraud in Canada, romance scams. She gave $300,000 to a man she fell head over heels with online. He called himself Sebastian. It's been more than a year since Wendy's heartbreaking realization that Sebastian is a fake. And her nightmare isn't over yet. Now, Wendy is being inundated with phone calls and emails from people claiming they can get her money back including a man who says he's a detective halfway around the world in Ghana. We convince him to connect on video chat, where I pose as Wendy's friend. Hello. Hello, detective. This is Wendy. Hello. Thank you so much for helping me. How did you find out that Wendy was being scammed? Okay, um, I work with the UN. Let me show you my office for you to know um, I'm a legit person. Let me show you some documents. Um, this is the Environmental um, Protection Agency? Yeah, um, I, work, I work for the government and I do part-time work for the UN. And so Wendy was telling me that you're able to help her get some of this money back? Yeah, um, I'm helping her to get some money back. When we trace um, Sebastian, um, he has lived in Ghana before. And um, we were trying to catch him by When the questions get tough about how he's tracked down Wendy. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. We're here. We can't, yeah, hello. We can't see you. Detective Ransford's video quickly turns off. We try to call him back. He refuses to pick up. But he sends this as proof that he's been able to infiltrate Sebastian's online accounts. It's a photo Wendy had taken of the stacks of money in laptops. She had emailed that picture only to Sebastian. Wendy began connecting the dots and now believes that Detective Ransford and Sebastian may be the same person. When I saw that picture, I sort of like um, quietly gasped like, oh my God. Yes, I remember that picture. That's when it dawned on me that maybe he was Sebastian, because how else would he get it? I wanted to almost climb through the camera just to strangle him. To realize how extensive this actually is, 
that's what really like shocked me. That's when I realized there is actually a ring of con artists out there who will do anything. The next day, the so-called detective contacted Wendy, offering to set up a meeting with someone who would vouch that he was legitimate. That's the American named Ron in Pennsylvania, who Ransford claims is also a scam victim, whose money he got back. These romance scammers, they're, they're experts. Mike Buckley is the attaché for investigations at the U.S. Department of Homeland Security in Ottawa. Have you seen cases where a person X was bilked out of a certain amount of money, and then they're told, look, if you help me convince other people that this scam is real, you'll get your money back? That happens on a regular basis. Unfortunately, there's a greed factor involved. People say, oh, if I can get my money back, I don't know the people that they're going to have me do this to. Wendy is told by her scammers that the process of getting her money back will cost $45,000. Ron has agreed to meet Wendy in person to pick up the cash. And this happened before the pandemic hit. What Ron doesn't know is that he'll be meeting me instead. We've just pulled up to a coffee shop in a small town in Pennsylvania. Now we've got a van parked across the street that's gonna be shooting into the coffee shop. A producer will be sitting in there filming as well. And I'll be wearing these glasses which have hidden cameras on either side. We wait for 30 minutes and are worried that we've been stood up or that Ron has seen our cameras. But finally, he arrives. Ron? Ron, hey. You made it pretty quick, too. Glad to meet you, huh? You made it pretty quick, too. Yeah, you've been in touch with Ransford lately? Yeah, I, I messaged him yesterday to let him know that I had the money and that we were meeting. Okay. Ron still thinks I'm Wendy and tells me that he was scammed out of hundreds of thousands of dollars and that Detective Ransford got most of his money back. How long ago was it that you were scammed? Two years. You know, and he started asking me to help other people. Because people, what happens is he calls them and they think he's a scam. Mm -hmm. they, they're afraid to talk to him. Yeah. So I've convinced quite a few people to get back in touch with him. He's an honest person. One of the people Ron says he's convinced? A man in Australia who gave his scammers $1 million. Has he recovered any money? Uh, he's supposed to get it all. But has he yet? Not yet. Have any of the people who you've helped ever gotten their money? I've never, they never got back to me saying they didn't. Let's put it that way. The United States Department of Homeland Security investigates transnational crimes like romance fraud. Special Agent Mike Buckley has spent years on cases like this. The victims who become the sort of spokespeople for the scammers, are they breaking the law in convincing other people that this scam is actually legit? At that point, yes, they are. Yes. What's the crime? Conspiracy and, and and money laundering. They are the ones that are pulling the strings of the victims and, and identifying ways to uh, get the money. And then they report up their chain to the, their recruiters, who then report up the hierarchy chains to the bosses. Back at the coffee shop in Pennsylvania, it's time to let Ron know who I really am. Ron, I need to I need to be completely upfront with you. Yeah, anything. My name is Avery Haynes, and I'm a journalist from Canada. Okay. And I'm working on a story about Wendy being defrauded. Defrauded? Of $300,000. Okay. 
And I believe that Detective Ransford is involved in that fraud. Really? Yeah. So you say he's been faking me all this time? You're being used as a mule. You were being used to help rip off other people. But there's never any money ever exchanged between me and these other people. Wendy was the first person. I really need the truth. I'm not getting nothing. You drove all this way to meet me to take $45,000 and you, you, he wasn't going to pay you anything? No. Eventually, Ron changes his story, admitting now that he didn't even get his own money back. Ron, just tell me the truth. Anything that I did wrong, tell people that I did get money back. That is because Ransford convinced me that I'm helping you, you, you help me with these other people. Knowing that you have helped this big international crime syndicate rip off more people, how does that sit with you? I didn't realize that that's what happened. I really had no idea. There's no way of knowing whether Ron's telling the truth, but Homeland Security says this scenario happens all the time. Have you seen cases where they use the victims to become sort of spokespeople for the legitimacy of the scam? Yes, they do. The same organization that takes your money, they'll continue to try to take it. If they feel that you, you can lead them to all the victims, they'll offer you that opportunity. Homeland Security began investigating Wendy's case after intercepting that money that she had stuffed into laptops and tried to send to the U.S. They can't comment on the case because it's currently under investigation but we do know that they've partnered up with Ottawa police. And in January of 2020, more than a year after realizing she had been defrauded out of $300,000, there's finally some good news. You just met with Ottawa police and a representative from Homeland Security. What did they tell you about this investigation? They were asking me questions of when I had met um, so-called Sebastian, and asked me how much money I had sent out and how it was sent out. What did they tell you about the likelihood of you getting any money back? Homeland Security does have my money, and they do want to try and give it back to the person who sent it. Which is you. Which is me, and I'd be very happy to accept it back. As for Ron, he left our meeting insisting that he is as much a victim as Wendy. But Homeland Security is clear. What Ron did was illegal. He has since cut off all communication. I've got to get away. I don't want any more involvement, period. Period, period, period. I just don't want to be involved. I want to go on with my life. Wendy is still getting calls from scammers claiming that they can get her money back. Homeland Security and Ottawa Police continue to investigate her case, but so far no arrests have been made. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes.